What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and of course, you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, and of course, you can download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be covering is consolidation in the plugin and theme market hurting small plugin authors? If you've been listening to Press This, you'll know we covered the kind of business of, of plugin and theme businesses, uh, but really kind of focusing today uh, also on the aspect of the consolidation we're seeing. And joining us for this conversation is someone with a really interesting point of view. I'd like to welcome to press this, Mr. Brandon Ernst. Brandon, welcome. Hey, David. Pleasure to be here. So glad to have you here. And you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't mention the the company you're with. Your other company called uh, Brand on Fire. We're going to talk a little bit more uh, about that later. But in this episode of Press This, um, Brandon's going to kind of unpack uh, and and also I guess of Gaucho plugins. Um, but, but about Brandon's thoughts on what has happened recently around plugin and theme acquisitions, um, his thoughts on the effect this has had on WordPress software authors, like plugin and theme authors, and what smaller plugin and theme authors can do to compete uh, in an environment with consolidation and larger players. Um, and we've seen quite a bit of that even this month um, with, with acquisitions um, being announced the last couple of months. We've had Give. Um, we've had uh, SEO plugin acquisitions and um, a ACF, advanced custom fields. Um, so a lot really going on in the space. Uh, Brandon, sorry to take up all that time with the lead up, but it's really interesting times these days. 
Uh, tell me your, your WordPress origin story. When was the first time you used WordPress? Well, you know, I think I fell into WordPress like many people do. Uh, I was actually working at the Apple store in 2011, selling phones and computers on the sales floor. Uh, and one of my colleagues there uh, introduced me to the basic process of making a website, you know, buying a domain name, buying hosting, uh, installing WordPress. He didn't teach me anything else, though. Uh, so I was left in the dark about implementing plugins and themes and all the other things you might need to know to build a website. Um, it was actually another colleague at the Apple store who told me that he was dealing with a difficult client at the time. Uh, and hey, there's nothing better than dealing with a difficult client as your first client. Uh, and so he passed that client over to me. And um, <clears throat> luckily, that client had pretty low expectations and the project wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be. And, you know, I think that had uh, that doing my best at having a strong focus on customer service played a big part in that. Uh, and so the client ended up paying pretty well. Uh, and I stuck with building websites. That's a great story. What, uh, where were you at when you worked at the Apple store? Like what city was this in? Uh, it's actually my hometown. Uh, it's the Corte Madera Apple store just north of San Francisco. I'm originally from San Rafael, born in Oakland and raised in the Bay Area. All right, good. So, so you know, of course, San Francisco, uh, you know, is, especially with uh, Automatic kind of being based there is, is a big WordPress hub, if you will. Um, Matt lives in Texas these days. We'll, we'll brag a little bit. Texas is the birthplace of WordPress, but uh, I know obviously San Francisco is a, a key, key kind of hub there with, with so many automaticians there. Um, but, but you're working at an Apple store. Maybe you don't even know all that yet. It's 2011. It's right after custom post types and meta fields are added. And in my view, like the moment WordPress kind of becomes a CMS and you have a coworker introduce you. That, that, that's really interesting. You had to figure it out. I have to think though, that the other coworker that, that handed off the difficult client, it was, was that a Raz? Was it, was this person setting you up? Uh, you know, I'm not sure if they were, they were setting me up perhaps, you know, I think they just kind of wanted to move on to other, other projects and, uh, the client didn't really want to end up launching the website, you know, so it, it kind of was just a matter of working with them and making the website look as good as possible. And we finally did end up launching it, but, um, yeah, it kind of just worked out. I think it was maybe a personality thing as well, you know, and so I, I worked pretty well with that client and, and, you know, it, it kind of just got me addicted to WordPress. Gotcha. So now you're running um, Brand on Fire and Gaucho plugins. Could you, so could you briefly tell me about what you have going on there? Absolutely. Yeah. So I stayed freelance for a few years after building that first website. Um, from a business point of view to grow my WordPress projects, you know, I joined a, a local networking organization um, actually called Business Network International, BNI. And this really gave me an in with some local clients near San Francisco who I actually still serve today. Uh, this was all in college. Um, so when I graduated, I had some other career and travel ambitions to pursue. Uh, I spent some time working at the US Agency for International Development in Washington, DC. Uh, I taught English in Ningbo, China uh, and volunteered for the Peace Corps in Senegal, West Africa. Uh, during this time, I met my girlfriend and now wonderful wife, uh, who can attest to the fact that uh, I did work on WordPress projects um, during all this time as a side gig while traveling around and doing my career thing. Uh, I worked on WordPress projects from the desert of Senegal, five hours away from any major city using a, a mobile hotspot connection. So I'm pretty committed to, <laughs> to WordPress projects and serving clients from wherever I am. Um, so like... The 
Oh, go yeah. ahead. I was just going to say, so like you're doing this freelancing stuff, like how does Gaucho come into existence and what does Gaucho do, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. So um, <clears throat> to skip ahead a bit, um, you know, after the Peace Corps, uh, we moved to Germany and I came up with the idea of building our first plugin, which was, it's now called China Payments Plugin. And so after my experience living in China, uh, and I worked on WordPress projects there as well, you know, I realized the difficulty of accepting payments from clients in China and also other countries around the world. So that plugin focuses on WeChat Pay and Alipay uh, through an integration with Stripe. And it makes, makes it really easy for freelancers or English teachers or anybody who's serving Chinese clients to accept those payment methods. And so I really originally built that for myself, um, which is, you know, kind of what landed me uh, to find Freemius later on as well. You know, I was looking for a way to, to monetize that product. Uh, and I, I discovered a few options, easy digital downloads, WooCommerce, uh, stumbled upon Freemius, and I was totally blown away by that platform. And you said you worked for with Freemius for a while as well, as in addition to using them as a vendor. Did I get that right? Uh, so I actually discovered them first, you know, as a, as a vendor, you know, looking to, to to monetize my WordPress product. And so I, you know, fell in love with the platform so much that I saw an open marketing position on the website. And you know, with the experience I'd had in WordPress and building websites and doing all kinds of marketing projects. Uh, I thought it would be a, a really good fit. It would also allow me to learn a lot about the platform, but also contribute in a much bigger way to WordPress. So um, I applied to that position. And, you know, I think the timing uh, for me and Freemius, uh, as the company was very fortuitous, um, you know, and it was the, the first time that I uh, really kind of met uh, an inspirational WordPress figure. Um, Over? Vova Feldman. I yeah, love absolutely. Vova. You know, Vova yeah. and I sponsor a Maker's Happy Hour for plugin and theme authors at WordCamps, uh, like WordCamp US and WordCamp Europe. We've been doing that for years, not this year, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I know that's uh, the, the partnership there has been amazing. And I think that those WordCamp meetups have been really, really cool. That's actually. Have we met at one of those meetups, Brandon? Am I crazy? Yeah, that's. Yeah, I believe we shared a taxi, actually, a taxi oh, ride my goodness. In, in Berlin uh, at, at WCEU uh, there. Oh, I do these every week and like I, I love hanging out with folks I get to see live and in person and work with in other contexts but like you do them every week and like you, you kind of sometimes miss the connections there but that's cool which what was the last one Berlin you said yeah at uh WordCamp Berlin and uh, oh that was great yeah that was do great. you remember really, really good did, you, did you hang out after the um the makers happy hour with uh Freemius and WP Engine there oh yeah absolutely yeah that, that was one of my is, yeah, that meetup is always great. That was one of my favorite uh, WordCamp moments, just hanging out there in Berlin and uh, hanging out with all those folks there next to the river after the after the meetup is great. That's a good memory. Thanks for bringing that up. Okay, yeah. so you're at Freemius. Like, we know what Freemius is, but some of our listeners might, like, and I think this is important uh, for your point of view here. Um, could you real just real quickly tell us what Freemius is? Yeah, so Freemius is um, an engine for selling WordPress plugins and themes or WordPress products of any kind, really SaaS as well. Um, it's uh, it, it allows you to onboard your product in a very simple way. Uh, and you can start selling within minutes uh, using the Freemius SDK integration with your plugin or theme. Um, and uh, it really just allows uh, product developers to start selling immediately without having to do a lot of configuration or building an entire sales or licensing platform. 
That's what um, I, and I th think to kind of agree with you earlier, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, wow, this is a thing. Like the, the freemius does a really good job there. And so I think like you having spent time there and then thinking of this notion of consolidation, obviously you have a very unique perspective. Um, and of course, running your own plugins. We're going to dive into that, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of our interview talking about consolidation in the plugin and theme market and how small plugin authors can survive and thrive. Um, we're interviewing Brandon Ernst about that. Uh, Brandon spent some time with Freemius as well as his plugin business, Gaucho Plugins. Uh, Brandon, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about what Freemius does and how you'd spent some time there really, you know, fundamentally working very closely with authors making plugins and themes and, um, you know, them kind of trying to grow their business and their user base and, and make it all work and, and be successful. And you probably saw some even be acquired, but like, so I think this gives you a unique perspective. So what do you see happening in WordPress related to consolidation? Like, is this, um, uh, what is good and bad about the consolidation you're seeing as it relates to small authors? Like, is this an opportunity or is it getting harder? Like, what, what's, what's your take? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think that working with Freemius definitely gave that, that unique perspective that you're talking about. And that was kind of unexpected for me going to that role. Um, but it was an amazing opportunity to, uh, you know, learn the processes of the company, learn what the, the developers really need and being one of them myself, you know, I don't, I'm not actually a developer, but I am a product seller. I've worked with developers and I do the marketing for my products and oversee the business and everything. So I really have an understanding from a business perspective, what's needed to, to, you know, to run a, pl a successful plugin business, uh, not only having worked on my own products, but having worked with hundreds of plugin and theme sellers at Freemius. And so I've had, you know, some really fascinating conversations with, um, some of the more successful product sellers uh, in the ecosystem uh, learning, you know, really what they need. Uh, and so that, you know, in that role, I was able to kind of look for what they needed, you know, understand what I needed as a product seller and really start to implement some of those, um, some of those features and, and everything with the team there and work on marketing them, of course, but the marketing was more for the product sellers than anybody else, because we had, you know, a, a partnership to, 
we were incentivized to help them grow their sales. And so, you know, when it comes to acquisitions, you know, there's so many businesses being acquired uh, or merging into larger companies now. Uh, and I think this is great for authors um, for a few reasons. Uh, it gives hope to any individual WordPress developer that they can also have an opportunity to have their product acquired, uh, which means their hard work can pay off in a big, big way. Um, it's also forcing product sellers and developers to have higher quality products to compete in the ecosystem, which benefits their bottom line and definitely benefits customers too. Um, in the face of all this, you know, I think the risk is losing the focus on the customer. Uh, you know, I think it's important that those companies acquiring all these businesses consistently keep WordPress site builders and the average user first when it comes to pricing, free features, user experience, support, and all the other aspects that ensure WordPress stays open to everyone, that features are easily implemented and that site builders can you know, access the products that they need to successfully build a site. Um, you know, I think it's also helping, uh, it's, it's helping customers in big ways as well. You know, it's like I mentioned, forcing the product sellers to have a higher quality on every aspect of their business. And so uh, keeping that focus on user experience is really um, a big improvement in the ecosystem because of all these, uh, all this consolidation. I think that's a good high level cut as I've seen it. Um, you know, and I've participated in, in some of these acquisitions in different ways as well, and, and been observers, of course, of, of many of the ones in the ecosystem over the last year. You know, I thought it was really interesting, your, your point about hope. You know, I know for a good long while, the notion of selling your WordPress-based WordPress business just wasn't really a big thing. Like it happened, but it was rare. It was usually between people. Um, kind of operating plugins, if you will. And so, you know, I do think it, you know, the, the, the environment we're in paints a path for, you know, an exit if, if that's what an author seeks. Um, I mean, it also helps with valuations because it provides a baseline for that. So I think that's good for those businesses as well, which can help with financing and other things unrelated to acquisitions. Um, I liked your points on the higher quality. Um, I do think there's some, you know, tremendous independent authors with tremendous, uh, super high quality plugins, even higher, maybe even larger, some other larger, larger orgs. Yeah, I uh, but I do. Yeah, 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 I do agree with that. I, I also like your point around, um, you know, making sure you kind of keep that average user first, right? If you think of um, the the what WordPress has done for individuals and companies and big companies and small companies. It's really, I felt, delivered on that promise of democratizing the web. And, you know, the more you, you make that more, more difficult to access, um, the harder it is for, for WordPress to continue that promise. And, and we've experienced this, you know, through the Genesis and StudioPress acquisition. And, you know, this is one of the reasons recently we've made the Genesis framework free for all, uh, as well as sample theme um, through the lens of, you know, preserving um, that, that, and, and expanding and growing that tremendous value, um, for us with that one product line, but obviously, um, you know, th there's a lot of different folks doing acquisitions and, and going through different phases of this, um, with the customers or users or people finding value in those products. Um, so let me ask you another question here. Uh, how can new authors stand out, um, when competing with, with bigger companies? Like, 
I mean, it's it's great that the bigger companies kind of get involved. I remember with Genesis, like we invested a ton right away around the block editor and maybe providing some resources that weren't necessarily available right before that. But like, how do new authors stand out against you know these larger companies that can invest like that? Well, I, I think the fact is, you know, it's unlikely that you'll launch a freemium plugin or theme and never get a sale uh, if you make a website and documentation for it. And I think this is especially true if you consistently update that product. Um, you know, eventually someone's bound to come in, need that feature, and either buy it straight away or reach out to you about it and ask questions. However, it's not likely that you're going to get a, more than a few hundred bucks in sales that way, you know, if you're lucky. Um, the exception there might be if you're offering a feature that hasn't been done before in the WordPress space. Um, a good example of that is SSL Zen. Uh, Sagar Patil from India was the, is the founder of that product. Um, you know, and that's a, a product that offered a free SSL certificate during the setup process, which had not been done uh, in, in the SSL uh, plugin space before. Um, and so, you know, that was an exception where that plugin grew extremely quickly uh, because of that, that feature. And so that was an innovation in that niche. Um, and so you can, you know, you can get natural traffic generated to a plugin on WordPress.org uh, enough to build a solid monthly recurring revenue uh, in some cases, depending on the feature or niche. But in most cases, uh, you need to do much more. Um, you know, you need to have a blog, social media accounts, email marketing, uh, write about every relevant topic that you can that's associated with your product. Um, in all of this, you know, I think the biggest new thing that product sellers can do uh, is to prioritize marketing based on two things. Um, you know, first, what will your customers experience? You can think through a few questions, uh, like what information do you need to provide to make the experience great for your customer at each step of the setup process? That question alone um, has helped me prioritize many of our marketing and development initiatives at Couchal Plugins. Um, and the other uh, is straight SEO. Uh, you know, everything you do from a content perspective needs to be razor focused on SEO. I had a great conversation with Brian Jackson, um, formerly head of marketing at Kinsta, uh, just a couple of weeks ago about this. Uh, and he's got some amazing experience there. I think you may have interviewed him recently, right? I haven't had the chance, but I okay. am a fan. Ben's a smart guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, uh, uh, that's Brian Jackson. Uh, Brian. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. I, yeah. have a, I have a coworker named Ben Jackson. So that's why. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, um so, so let me, if I could interrupt just for a second and like, if I, I'm, I'm getting in my like way back machine for a second and I'm kind of going back in time and in WordPress history and thinking about like when Yoast comes to be and, and when WooCommerce came to be in 2011, when you got involved with WordPress and like they were answering questions that hadn't been answered before. And the free SSL plugin you talked about kind of was able to take advantage of that. But, you know, as time goes on and now we have 50,000 plugins, it seems like what you're saying is like there's less opportunity for that maybe. And if you can find one, fantastic, do it and lean in. But if you're going to do something in a similar or, or an improved way, you're also going to have to invest more heavily maybe than in the past as an independent author in the marketing side of your business. And to your point, kind of make it a central theme of your efforts and, 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 and perhaps, and, and almost certainly more than we had to do in the past when you were filling a niche that hadn't been filled yet. 
And so I want to kind of take this to the next level, though, and talk about like business strategy a little bit with authors. Um, we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of talking about consolidation in the plugin and theme space. Our guest, Brandon Ernst, is unpacking his thoughts on how small authors can survive and thrive. Um, Brandon, right before the break, uh, we were talking a little bit about how authors can compete. You had shared how, you know, obviously filling a niche that hasn't been filled is best, but that can be more difficult as time goes on and how authors should kind of lean in and, and make the marketing a huge focus of, of their efforts within their business. Um, so I want to kind of talk to you though about the business though, right? Like how can authors think about all of this, the, the, the increased rate of acquisitions and the consolidation um, and, and, and what's happening in WordPress, but how can they think about that in their overall business? Like, is it your belief that product makers should be planning to sell their business one day? I know that some folks haven't necessarily structured their business like that or thought about it like that. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, let me just ask you a question. Do, do you, if, if you were a plugin or a theme author, would you run a run, would you want to run a plugin business for more than 10 or 20 years? I think for myself, when I think about, and I've founded and run my own business, I had sub brands within the business that I didn't break out into individual companies. I know a lot of authors will have multiple plugins, but I would say for me, the answer to that question is, I don't know but I do want to always build a business that's at least able to be sold, even if I don't actually end up selling it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think that it's important and that's kind of how I'm structuring Gaucho plugins, you know, which is a doing business as of brand on fire at this point. Uh, it's just under one entity and LLC. And uh, at some point, you know, when the software sales get big enough, I want to branch that out into a separate business. Um, and you know, I'm structuring it in a way to where it hopefully can be sold um, uh, in a really easy way in the future. And part of that is, you know, with a multi-product business, understanding, you know, which products are mass market products, which ones are niche products, and how to structure the marketing accordingly for each of those and how much to invest in the marketing for each of those, and also what features to develop, um, you know, when working in each of those spaces. So it's very different. I think, you know, a lot of a lot of the content that, that we uh, came up with at Freemius covers those topics. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something that, that I've constantly shared with uh, product developers that I've spoken with over the years that, um, you know, having a consistent approach. Um, and, and one thing that I want to make sure that was kind of hammered in there before was that an SEO focused approach can really help you prioritize, you know, your marketing and also just simply organizing, you know, the, 
content that you have, the materials you have about your business in a structured way. So for instance, you know, I'm just to, as a, as a basic uh, example, uh, if you're looking at any given product, you might start looking through the FAQs about that product and what people might be Googling uh, to find that product. And then that might be, you know, your list of your first 10, 20, 30 blog posts. And then you can make documentation about all of that same content and link that content back, uh, you know, to itself. So if you're writing a more general blog post, you might then link to, you know, a doc, uh, you know, your documentation that goes much more in depth about that. And obviously, you know, you want to make sure that every piece of that content is um, optimized as much as possible for search engines. So do your your keyword research, you know, look at the traffic being generated by keywords, not just wordpress.org, of course, but Google really does its job. And so, I mean, you know, having that focus on your WordPress or on your, on your website, and most plugin businesses, I think are probably using the WordPress website, but having that focus on SEO on your website um, really pays off in the long term. And one other thing I'll mention about that is that there's, you know, a formulaic approach that many plugin uh, and theme businesses have used over the years and it's it's easy to replicate and customize that for your own needs while you know keeping the focus on the unique needs that your customers have so i mean it's you can take a look at the support pages of some of the largest product businesses in the industry and see what they're doing how have they optimized their support flow you know and then spend a week or two on your support flow for your plugin business and make sure that that is putting the customer first that any unique needs that they might have for your product are being answered right away, and that you're creating content around that uh, to successfully market the product. Um, and distribution is also important. So social media, you know, reaching out to you know part of that formula, you know, that is reaching out to you know the major players we've seen in the ecosystem, you know, WP Explorer, WP Beginner, WP Mayor, WP Lift, uh, you know, and trying to form you know content partnerships or writing content for those websites to mention your product. I really liked, and pardon for interrupting there, but like, I really liked, you know, that the, you kind of said it earlier, which was in this very structured way. And kind of the, the, the question that led into this was like, should authors be thinking about, you know, selling their business one day? And it sounds like, you know, it, that your, your notions around the structured approach with your growth strategies with SEO. And I like how you pointed out, like, you can use those keywords for ideas for content. I'm guessing also features and things like that, but um, and using that as kind of the the starting point, I think that's a really good piece of advice, particularly for people unfamiliar with digital marketing that might be, you know, trying it out for the first time in their plugin or author business. Well, Brandon, I wish I had more time. I mean, you sound like you do quite a bit here. Maybe we'll have you back on again. We'll do another kind of cut of this through a different lens. But uh, thank you so much for coming today. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Pleasure of to be course. here. If you'd like to learn more about Brandon is up to, you can check out Gaucho Plugins or uh, brandonfire.com, brandonfire.com, obviously a play on Brandon's name there. Very clever. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to press this, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on press this. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. 
any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.